This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. to the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-o silver, the Lone Ranger. Western United States, no man did more to bring law and order to the frontier than the masked rider of the plains. With his great horse Silver and his faithful Indian companion Tonto, he fought crime and criminals in seven states. Although history does not record his deeds, his name will never be forgotten. Now let us return once more to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Hello, Silver! Hello, waiting on the trail of Carson. When gold was discovered near Carson City, the town boomed into prosperity. 
Dozens of gold strikes brought new money into circulation, and the town bank was forced to keep its doors open from shortly after sunrise till sundown. In the first scene of our Lone Ranger drama, the light of dawn colors the surrounding hills as we find the masked man and Tonto approaching the town. I'm glad we camped for the night, Tonto. It brings us to Carson City early in the morning with our horses fresh. Maybe it's not good. What do you mean? Maybe it's bad. Waste time. But we don't even know that Pete Lorenzo headed for Carson City. Why have we wasted time? We not know why. You have a feeling that he's there, huh? Not right. One of those feelings that you can't explain. Oh. I wish we knew what Pete Lorenzo looked like. That would help in bringing that killer to justice. That trouble. We not know. He must have heard that there's a lot of the new paper money in the bank at Carson City. Everyone knows that. Knowing it, he'll surely make a play to get it. If he does, we might capture him and reach the end of this long trail. There, hound, at last. Go on, Silver, old boy. There's Carson City. What's that? Something has happened. It isn't just a cafe fight at this time of the morning. Come on there, Silver. Tonto, there's a crowd of people running toward the bank. Tonto, see him. We'll stay in the face of the crowd until we find out what's happened. I'll have to depend on the disguise of my face to take off the mask. That's right. Get up, my color. Come on, Silver. Just when he was opening the bank. Anyone see the thief? How much was stolen? Where's the sheriff? Somebody get the law. It's robbery and murder. Wait, wait there. Let me through. What's going on here at the crack of dawn? Sheriff, the banker was shot. Yeah, and killed. Who's in it? Who done it? How did it happen? Come on, what do you speak of? Must be someone knows something about it. Sheriff, Sheriff, that's my boss. I see that, Clem. What about the money? Was it stolen? He's took as much folded money as a man can carry. A whole stack of it. Thousands of dollars. Who did? I don't know. All I know is that the cash is gone and the banker's dead. Quiet down. All of you, hush up. Now, what were you saying? I just got to Carson City a few weeks ago, Sheriff Conard. I know, I know. Your name's Feldman. Yeah. Well, what about it? You know anything about this? I can help you. Well? You see, Sheriff, I was a witness to the murder. What? Yeah. I was coming this way when I heard the shots and seen the killer riding away. Hmm. Which way did he go? To the east. What did he look like? Did you see enough of him to get a description? Yeah. I can describe him and I can name him. There ain't no use trying to get him. What kind of talk is this? You gotta get him. He killed my boss. What's the reason it won't do no good to describe him? Because, Sheriff... The critter's name is Pete Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Pete Lorenzo? You mean to say you know that killer? Yeah. I'm one of the few men that's seen him and lived to tell about it. Who's Pete Lorenzo? Pete Lorenzo. If he's done this, we'll never get him. Who is he? Can't you tell me who he is? There ain't a worse killer in the whole of the West. Lorenzo stole land and cattle, bullion and folding money. And he's killed any man that's got to see him close enough to identify him. He ain't killed me. And I'm here to tell you what he looks like. Well, go on. Describe him. He's a man about my size, with his hair long and straight. Straggles down from under his hat. He carries a bullet in his leg and it makes him walk with a limp. What sort of horse is he riding? A chestnut. Do you hear that, boys? Yeah. Well, what are you wasting time here for? You know who you're looking for? Why don't you go and get him? There's one of the best men in Carson City laying dead. Ain't you going to do anything about it? We're going to do plenty about it, Clem. Let me ride in your party, Sheriff. Every man that can pack a gun and ride a horse will ride. We'll get that killer if we have to go from here to Kingdom Come. Count me in, Sheriff. You're in, Felden. I'm going to need you to identify the coyote. Take me along. All you boys, go home and get your horses. Load up your six guns and fetch your rifles. Bring food enough to last for several days. We ain't coming back until we bring Pete Lorenzo with us. Well, 
that sort of... Mm, me here. That man the sheriff calls Felden has described Pete Lorenzo not right. wonder how nearly right that description is. Me mm, not know. Felden seems to be the only living man who has seen Lorenzo. Huh. I don't know how much we can depend upon his description, but we're going to find out. What we do? We're going to ride. With posse? No, Tato. Not with a posse. We ride behind the sheriff's men. Why do that? Pete Lorenzo has been trailed by posses before this. He's avoided every trap that's laid for him. He's outwitted every man who's tried to trail him. That's right. He's too clever to be caught by the sheriff. We ride behind the posse and see what the lawmen do. That's good. Come on. We ride back away from here until the posse gets underway. Come on. Get him up, my fella. The sheriff's posse was soon organized and thundered out of the town. (laughs) Throughout the long day, the posse searched the surrounding country for many miles around, but without success. Toward sunset, the lawman called a halt. Hold up here. Boys, we ain't found no sign of a trail yet. Now, that ain't going to discourage us, son. We still got some daylight left, Sheriff. We're splitting up. Hank, Pete, Lamb, Jake. Each of you take four men and make a unit. We'll fan out and go to dark. Then camp for the night and start early in the morning. Go to Lamar this time. You ain't found Pete Lorenzo. Head back for Carson. We can't give up the hunt, Sheriff. We just got to... One of us will find him before tomorrow night. Helen, you ride with me. Claim a bib, come along with us. Right, Sheriff. Right. Now get moving and ride. Get up. Get up. Now, we'll follow the group with the Sheriff and Helen. Huh? And keep just this far behind them. Come on. Get him up, my fellow. Late the next afternoon, Felden found the trail. And instead of turning back at sunset, the group of four riders kept following the dim tracks of a single rider. They saw where he had camped for a meal, and then continued. It was nearly dark when Felden asked, Is this still the same trail, Sheriff Conard? This is it, all right enough. We're closing in on him, too. That place where he built a fire wasn't cold yet. Then we ought to come on him right soon. Reckon so, Felden. Sheriff, I want the personal privilege of putting a bullet in that critter. None of that, Felden. We take him back alive and string him up in public as a warning to other crooks. I aim to show folks that not even Pete Lorenzo can get away from the law. He's a clever critter, Sheriff. There ain't many men have seen him and lived to tell about it. You reckon there ain't. Sheriff, look over there. A campfire. Sure enough. Come on, surround that camp. Get down. Come on, Why are you arresting me, Paul? Take a break and you'll stop late. But what have I done? <laughs> that's a good one. You ain't fooling anyone, Lorenzo. Heldon, are you sure that's Pete Lorenzo? It's him, all right. Mm, long black hair, sure enough. Hey, you, walk over here. I am, but... I what... know that shoot iron is, Heldon. And my ginger, he walks with a limp. I told you, Sheriff, it's him. I know him anywhere. See here, what's all this mean? It means you're under arrest for shooting the banker in Carson City and for robbing a bank. And it means you're heading for the rope. Search him, Heldon. Sure thing. Hold on. I ain't Pete Lorenzo. 
I'm hunting for that varmint. I'm trailing him, same as you are. Likely story. You find anything, Colton? He's hid the money somewhere, Sheriff. And he's on him now. Yeah, no matter. We got him, and that's enough. We'll make him talk. You can't do this. If you think I'm Pete Lorenzo, you're crazy. I told you I'm hunting for him. Trailing him, eh? Trying to. Where we trail him from Carson City. And that trail ends right here at your fire. Ain't it so, boys? It's right here, Sheriff. Well, like it's not with me, you trail. He admits it, Sheriff. I don't admit nothing. I lost Lorenzo's trail the other side of Carson City. So I just kept on in the same general direction, hoping to pick it up again. <laughs> Some yarn, that is. It's true, Gurney. If you ain't Lorenzo, who are you? My name's Pete Atwell. Pete, eh? Sure. I come from the mountains to Carson. I seen the whole robbery and hold up. And when Lorenzo let out, I went after him. What did he look like? Well, I don't know. His face was covered with a hood of some sort. Maybe you can prove you're Pete Atwell. Yeah, sure I can. Here's a couple of letters. Read them. You can see they're addressed to me. I'll do that same. Pass them over. I wouldn't take no stock in them letters, Sheriff. Like they're not stolen from somebody. You didn't find no money on them, did you, Felton? No. Pete Atwell, huh? Well, that name's on these letters, all right. But that don't prove nothing. You might have found them. I didn't. Them letters are mine. And I'm not going to let you frame Shut it. up! You say your name's Pete Atwell. But you got long black hair like this fellow Lorenzo in your lip. And what's more, that horse you got tethered over there is a chestnut. Sheriff, I ain't him. I've been trailing him. Swear me in as a deputy and let me go along with you to hunt him. The hunt is ended right here and now. We can't get back to Carson tonight, Sheriff. What are you aiming to do? Well, this is a likely place to camp. You may as well stay here till morning. Tie this fellow good and tight, Belden. Hands and feet both. Then lace him with that tree over yonder. I will. But wait. Don't you see, Sheriff? If you take me and stop the hunt now, the real people Lorenzo will get away. And you... I'm willing to take a chance on it. I got an idea we got the man we want right now. But you ain't. Them letters tells who I am. You probably stole him. Tie him up, Eldon. We'll hold him to morning. And then take him to town to hang. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue the drama. You will recall that a murder 
started the sheriff's men on the trail of Pete Lorenzo, a killer who never left survivors to identify him. A newcomer in Carson City named Felden claimed to have seen Lorenzo. He described the outlaw and led the way to capture him. The Lone Ranger, riding behind the sheriff and his men, saw them make a prisoner of a lone camper. The posse bound him, disregarding his pleas of innocence, and roped him to a tree until morning. The Lone Ranger and Tonto were not very far distant. Stay right here. The horses will be all right where we left them, Tonto. Mm. We can keep a close watch on the prisoner. Mm, that's right. I doubt if he's Pete Lorenzo, though. Mm. He's pretty quiet now. I might slip over and help the man get free. I don't want to see him taken back to town just yet. I want the chance to talk to him. You, wait. What is it? Hunter, need campfire. I see him. Mm-hmm. Go to tree. The prisoner. Can you see who it is? Uh, that fellow named Felton. Come on, Hutter. We'll get close enough to hear what he's saying. Sleep like this. Take it easy. I'm going to help you. You? Yeah. I've been thinking about this capture. It was me that led the law here. I know. If they take you back to Carson City, you'll be lynched without a chance for a fair trial. Of course I will. I'm innocent. I ain't no more a killer than you are. I ain't Pete Lorenzo. Take it easy now. I'm making these knots loose so you can slip out of them, Savvy. What are you helping me for? I don't want to be the cause of you being lynched. I'd sooner see you get away. You're going to give me that chance? Yep. I helped hang a man once. After he was dead, we found he wasn't a guilty one after all. Since then, I don't take chances on the same mistake happening. And now, they slip out in them ropes with a little work. You'll never regret giving me this chance. I learned so. If you had cash on you, I'd let you go to the rope and play it up. Just because you limp like Lorenzo and have long black hair ain't enough to convince me. Thanks, Felton. You'll need a gun. I'll drop one on the ground beside you. Get the ropes loose and be ready. I'll give you the signal when to make a break. I don't need a gun. You don't might. I got my hands and feet loose already. Good. Now you better wait a couple of hours more until the sheriff and me take our turn at guiding you. And if he sees you making a break, I can get in his way so he can't shoot you. I'll cough when you're to run for it. All right. I've dropped a gun by your side. I got it. I'll leave you now. Good luck to you. Luck. I'll need it. I only hope I don't fall asleep. Don't move, please. What? Quiet. Unless you want to bring the men here to find you untied. But look here. Who are you? I'll have a look at that gun. Are you the real Pete Lorenzo? You're mad. Yes, I'm not Pete Lorenzo. Then what are you doing here? Who are you? Be quiet while I examine this gun. But I don't... Tuttle. Mm. Me here. Look at the gun, Tuttle, and the cartridges. What matter? Examine it. Then give it back to him. I'll have a talk with him in the meantime. still lay near the base of the tree, pretending sleep, but tensely alert. Near the campfire, Andy Felden was just waking Sheriff Connard for his turn at watching the prisoner. Gosh, Felden, I could do with more sleep. Here's coffee in the fire, Sheriff, if you'd like some. Uh, good. It'll wake me up. Is the prisoner all right? I reckon so. I looked at him just before you waked up. I'll be glad to get him to tell him. The only thing I regret is not having the cash. Listen, night here. Getting a cold? The prisoner. He's making a break. Look. I, I can't see in the dark. I can. Shoot him. 
Wait till I get my guns around the ground over here by my blanket. Boys, wake up! Hey, the guns are on the loose! Get him! Come on, get after him! He can't get far! He's shooting back at us! Get him, boys! Where'd he get his gun? I caught him! Hold him! Grab him! Hop him, boys! Hang on to him! Throw some brushwood on that fire so they can see what we're doing! I got him! He's strong as a bull! He's, he's dead, ain't he? And he been shot. Stand back there. You boys get that brushwood on the fire. I'll put some on, Sheriff. Hey, this ain't the prisoner. I'm right where you left me, tied to the tree. That ain't the prisoner. How did this happen? Who's this? Let him up. Let me take a look at him. There's the fire. Now you can see. This is an engine. Uh, me. Me, Chonfo. What's this mean? Where did you come from? You. You not know? What are you doing around here? Me. You look for an outlaw. Looking for an outlaw, huh? Uh, looks to me like he was trying to help the outlaw we already captured get away. That's not true. That's what he was doing. Pete Lorenzo's got an engine helper. That's it, Sheriff. Well, tell gun, I don't know. We ain't no proof. Far as we know, the engine ain't done nothing. But just the same. You must have good eyes, fellas. You listen. Here, Tonto, you take one of the guns. Uh, now, both of them are cahoots with Lorenzo. That isn't the case, Felton. We're trying to locate Pete Lorenzo and take him to justice. And I think we've accomplished our purpose. Just who the same hell are you? Yeah? Did it occur to you that Felton would have to have awfully good eyesight to see the prisoner escaping in the dark? Well, I couldn't see nothing but just the same. He didn't see it either. He thought the prisoner was escaping because he'd already loosened the ropes to make that possible. That ain't so. That ain't the case, Sheriff. You know better than that. Let's go over to where the prisoner's tied and let him tell his story. It's you he's saying that about, Felton. By thunder, you must have eyes like an animal seen in the dark that way. Of course I seen him. Didn't I tell you? Pete. Yeah? Suppose you tell the sheriff what Felden did. Well, he... Gosh, I don't know. He acted friendly to me and I... Acted friendly to you? Yeah. Tell him the truth, Pete. But, but I ain't sure that he the was truth. going to... The truth. It's the only thing that will save your life. Well, Sheriff, Felden come to me and said that he'd already helped to hang an innocent man and... He didn't want me to be the second. Did you say that, Felden? The whole thing's a pack of lies. None of it's true. Go on, Pete. Well, I told you, Sheriff, that I wasn't Pete Lorenzo. I showed you them letters in my pocket. What did Felden say to you? He loosened the rope so as I could get away. He told me that when he coughed, that was a signal for me to run. He did, eh? That was the first step in Felden's carefully made plan, Sheriff. Go on, tell me the rest. Well, then, then he dropped a gun to my side where I could get it when I escaped. Did you do that, Felden? It ain't true. It ain't true, I tell you. We'll get to the proof later. Now tell the sheriff what I did, Pete. You come and rope me tight again so as I couldn't get away. Exactly. Then you looked at the gun and you hand it to the engine. Yes, and what did I tell you? Well, you told me to stay right here and not to make no sound. Then what happened when Felden coughed? Well, the engine was here. You know the rest, Sheriff. Yeah, we captured the redskin. When I examined the gun, Felden left with this man. Yeah? He loaded it with prepared cartridges. Well, look here. I ain't going to stand for no more of this. Sheriff, you know I'm the one that helped you get this prisoner. I've been right on your side from the start. Shut up, Felden. But what did I want to help him escape for? I said shut up. I'm going to hear what this man has to say. The cartridges and the gun left here were blanks. The lead had been dug out of them with a knife and a wad of paper put in its place. Felden had no intention of letting Pete hurt anyone with a gun, especially himself. Yeah? What do you want to do that for, stranger? Maybe you can tell us that. I can. I'll go back to Pete Lorenzo. He knew things were getting hot for him. He knew that sooner or later he'd come to the end of the trail. He felt the best way to shake the law off once and for all would be to die. To die? Have everyone consider him dead. There was one man in particular who was closing in on him, and he knew it. It was a man who walked with a limp, with long black hair. A man named Pete Atwell. Pete Atwell? That's the fellow we captured. That's what he said his name was. Atwell is the man who's tied to that tree. Pete Lorenzo went into Carson City and stayed there until he knew that Atwell was close by. Then he robbed the bank, killed the banker. But instead of escaping, he stayed right in town. Don't you believe a word he says, Sheriff. He can't prove nothing like that. That's all a cock and bull story to help this critter. I told you to be quiet, Felden. I'm controlling things here, and I'm going to hear what the masked man has to say. Go on, stranger. Talk. Lorenzo described the man he knew was chasing him. I was in the crowd when he did so. I knew he didn't tell the truth, because he said Lorenzo escaped to the east. If he had done that, I'd have seen him as I rode into Carson City. But you and your mask. Doggone it, I can't account for you. Never mind me. We're talking about Lorenzo. 
Lorenzo led you on the trail. He circled until he came on the footprints of the man he knew was following him. Pete Atwell. Then he led you here. He'd already described this man, so you assumed you'd captured Pete Lorenzo. Sheriff, how Go on, Stranger. His plan was to let Pete Atwell get away so he could shoot him. That would end all hunting for Pete Lorenzo. All right, you're all covered. Then Felton is Pete Lorenzo. Well, I'll Stand Pete. back. I'll shoot the first man that makes a move to get me. You think you're pretty smart, eh, stranger? Well, I'm just a little too fast for you. So you're confessing, you dirty rat. I'm Pete Lorenzo, and I still ain't going to be taken by the law. <laughs> I got the drop on you, every one of you, including the masked man. Thought you were smart, eh? Well, you're just smart enough to die right here on the spot. You'll probably find the stolen money in his saddlebag, Sheriff. Yeah, yeah, but... Look here, Lorenzo. You'll get a fair trial. I ain't taking a chance at no trial. Dead men don't talk. I got 12 bullets in this bracer gun. Then why don't you use them? I'm a gonder. And I'll still be felling to everyone in town. Why, you... Stand back, all of you. And go back with the yarn about how Lorenzo shot the bunch of us up. I was the only one to survive. How do you like that, Sheriff? The credit of the tree, there will still be Pete Lorenzo, savvy? Lorenzo, I'm coming to take those guns away from you. Stand back, unless you want to be the first one to be drilled. Put down those guns, Lorenzo. Stand back, I tell you. Put down those guns. You're under arrest for murder. You drill you, you drill you, stranger. Why don't you shoot? I will, I swear I will. Go on, shoot. I'll show you. That's all that's needed. I'll take those guns. Let go, my wrist. Here's one of his guns, Sheriff. Great Scott. Here's the other. Let go of me. Let go of me, I tell you. Get a rope on him. Let me hold him. You ain't human. You ain't human. I fired point blank at you. Got him, Tonto. Me got him. I'll show you. You can't hold me. I'll kill every last one of me you. Me some you. Holy mackerel. That, that make him quiet. Did you see that engine wallop him? Now you can tie him into your sheriff. But girls, all fish hooks. Stranger, I seen him. He shot point blank at you. He shot twice. He had a good idea, Sheriff, in framing Pete Atwell. It was such a good idea that I used it myself. Yeah, but I don't see any. Don't bullets hurt you? The wads of paper stung, but my shirt is thick. Wads of paper? Call our horses, Tonto. You're right, Connor. You see, Sheriff, I took the gun he left for Pete Atwell to use and left it with one of his own guns. I took the lead out of the cartridges of his other gun. Well, Well, how in blazes could you do that while we was all guarding? You were guarding Pete Atwell. None of you saw Tonto slip up and put the fixed guns in Pete Lorenzo's holsters that were lying on the ground near his blanket. The real Pete Lorenzo. By thunder and area stretched out on the ground, knocked out by a redskin. Boys, untie Pete Atwell. Untie him and take him into town with us. He's to share in all the rewards. And the masked man. The masked man doesn't want rewards. Yep.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. United States, might made right. Even the sheriffs, elected to preserve law and order, accepted the bribes of outlaws. One man, however, the masked rider of the plains, gave no quarter in the fight for justice. Criminals learned to fear his name, just as the honest settlers learned to honor it. Return with us once more down the trail of adventure to those thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on! of the Box B died, he willed the ranch to his son, Larry. But within a week, Larry was accused of murder and fled from the district. Jake Brimmer, Larry's uncle, took over the management of the ranch, and we see him now in a cafe at River City, sitting at a table with the sheriff, Walt Travis. The sheriff is speaking. Look here, Jake. You've been stolen me off long enough. Yeah? You ain't forgetting that I'm still holding the paper you signed, confessing to the shooting of Bill Sweeney, are you? Last job. I should never have signed it. <laughs> I don't recollect that you had much choice. Uh, I seen you shoot, Bill. But I let you get away with it because you promised me half of the box B. You get it when you do your part. I done what I could. Hmm. I told everybody I seen Larry do the killing. 
It weren't my fault he got away. You should have caught and hung him. And I would have, too, if he hadn't heard us scheming. Well, all I got to say is this. When you hang my nephew, so as the ranch is mine without no question, then you'll get what I promised you. But you won't get nothing before. And what if I show folks a confession of yours? You ain't bluffing me. Yeah? You do that, you won't get nothing, no matter what happens. Maybe. Our bargain goes just as we said. The ranch is legally mine. I turn over half to you, and you give me back that paper. I sure wish I savvied where Larry is hiding out. You don't wish it no more, I do. He's been gone for almost three months now. It's a funny thing we ain't heard nothing about him. He most likely cleared out for good. I don't know. Larry was a fighting fool. He weren't the kind to give up easy. Mm-hmm. But if he does come around, you're the hombre that's got to deal with him. You won't get away from me another time. I'll jump at Joss. Uh, I think I've seen him just then. Seen who? Larry Cattle, your nephew. Air loco. If it weren't him, it was someone just like him. Where is he? He stuck his head inside the door, looked around quick, then backed out again. Come on, let's find out. If it's him, I'll sure jail him this time. <laughs> Hurry. I don't think he's seen us. But I don't want him to get away. He can't be far off. We got you this time. And we got you good. You poor cats was in the cafe? Yep, and I seen you look in. Oh, in blazes, I miss you. I come gunning for you, but I was beginning to think you wasn't in town. <laughs> then this is the time you got fooled. But you ain't jailing me. Sheriff, he's drawn. I'll take him. Oh, I'm sure. Last you, Sheriff. Why didn't you kill oh. the coyote for resisting arrest? You're sure two of a kind. Just a pair of low-down killers. That'll be enough for you. Come along. We're jailing you four folks get here and start to asking too many questions. Now hurry it up. And then I want to talk to you, Sheriff. I got another scheme to get rid of this fella. Larry Cattle was promptly thrown in jail and held there without being permitted to speak to anyone in town. Then, just after dark the next evening, while he sat on a crude bench in his cell, he was startled by a low call. Larry. Huh? Who's that? I want to speak to you. Well, I'll be doggone. Did you expect to see me, Larry? I did, sure enough. I never looked forward to get here this soon. Donald and I rode here just as soon as we found you had disappeared. But I come by train. Silver and Whitefellow are fast horses. They sure must be to get here from the Panamints in this time. Why didn't you tell us you were coming to River City, Larry? Well, it was a scheme I had. Yes? You see, when I met up with you fellas, it didn't take me long to have a pretty good notion of who you was. I knew that. So I figured if I told you about my being framed, you'd savvy where I'd headed for when I lit out. Go on. Well, I wanted to get here first so I could have time to drill the skunks that framed me before you got here. That was a foolish thing to do. Uh-huh. The way things turned out, I reckon maybe it was. But my idea was that if they killed me, then you'd show up to see what they... Did, and then they'd get what was coming to them. But instead, they jailed you. 
I heard about it when we got to town. I reckon I weren't as smart as I figured I was. Your shoulder bother you? Ah, it ain't nothing but a flesh wound. All that's bothering me now is what Jake and the sheriff is planning. You heard something? All I heard was my uncle telling the sheriff he had a notion how to get rid of me. I see. But I can't say what it can be. The lesson is to make their story foolproof so I won't have no chance when the trial comes. I wonder if that... I think there's somebody coming. Most likely the sheriff. Because he wants to make sure I ain't up enough. I'll leave now, but I'll see you again. All right, mister. Hey, what are you doing over by that there window? Uh, nothing. <laughs> you needn't be looking over them bars. You ain't got the strength to break them. Who's that fellow with you? Just another outlaw. You'll have plenty of time to get acquainted. I'm putting them in the same cell with you. I'll get you, buddy, Sheriff. All right, Clint. Even with you. Last year. Oh, yeah. I'll just lock up again and let the two of you sit in there till the judge gets here. You're afraid of me. You ain't got nothing on me. I got a plenty on you, Clint. If you are a lawman, I'd rather be a crook. <laughs> well, as far as anyone can prove, you are a crook. And this time you're going to find you framed the wrong armor, Sheriff. Did a dirty skunk frame you too, Clegg? He did that now. Any more of that kind of talk and I'll put you on bread and water till you tame down. I'm going back to the office. And I don't want to hear no fuss out either one of you. returned to his office and the door slammed behind him. And Larry said, What are you in for? Uh, sheriff claims he's seen me rustling Bar W critters. Yeah? And I weren't even near there. I'll bet the sheriff knows where them cows went, and I'll bet he's got his share of them. That sounds like him. What's he got on you? Shucks, he's got me framed to a fare you well. I'm supposed to have shot Bill Sweeney. You're Larry Catlett? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be doggone. You're in a worse fix than I am. Yeah, I reckon so. But if I ever get out of here... You want to get out bad? Well, I'd be loco if I didn't, wouldn't I? When Jake Brimmer and the sheriff start telling their lying stories in court, I won't have no more chance than a rabbit in a stampede. How much nerve you got, kid? Huh? Nerve enough to try and break jail? <laughs> Swell chance of that. You think it can't be done? I know darn well it can't. Just take a look at the way we're barred in here. The sheriff anywhere around? No, but... What do you think of these? What? You got keys there. <laughs> that sheriff ain't half so smart as he figures. How'd you get them? <laughs> Easiest thing I ever done. I just helped myself to him when I was in the sheriff's office before he brung me back here. But when he deputy went out for coffee and left his coat hanging behind the door. And you got the keys out of his coat? That's just what I did. But how in blazes did you work it? Shucks. While the sheriff was holding his gun on me, I backed up again the door. And as soon as he wasn't looking, I slipped the keys in my pocket. My golly, that was blame smart. Sheriff was all through searching me, so he never thought to look again. Then let's get it going before the deputy finds his keys are gone. Yeah, we better. Ain't but one way out of here. We'll have to make a break for it right through the sheriff's office. Uh-huh. And Jake Brimmer's in there with him. And I reckon they'll be so all fired surprised to see us. We'll be able to make it all right. Come on. Maybe I see which key fits. Can't you find the right one? Here it is. Careful how you open that door. Yeah. Close it again. Don't make no more noise than you have to. When we get to the office, I'll go first and open the outside door. That suits me. Why now? We can't go no further without being seen. You all ready? Yeah. Then let's go. 
What the... A jailbreak. Lester. Hurry, Clegg, open the door. Hold it, Blusher. Clegg, what are you waiting for? Come on, Clegg. I'll get him. What are you doing, Clegg? I'll show you. Yeah, you tricked me. You ain't breaking jail at all. You ain't that door. I have a hold of him. I can't. He's dodging away from me. Let's stay on one side so I can shoot him. Go on and shoot. Drill him, Sheriff. Just a second. Get down this stuff to get rid of me. You wanted me to break jail so you'd have a reason for shooting me. You missed him, Sheriff. I won't this time. I'm... Oh, my hands. A mixed man. Where'd he come from? Come on, Larry. I'm taking you away from me. I'm coming. Stop him, Sheriff. Hey, do something. I can't use my gun hand. I ain't got no gun. I'll shoot the first one of you that tries to follow us. Go after him, you fellas. I ain't going up there. Me neither. Oh, I thunder, Sheriff, you messed things up again. Now, look here, Jake. Ah, Bob, that thick-headed fool I ever seen. You and Peg there take first prize. We couldn't help him getting away. How was we to know that masked fella'd show up? That's right, Jake. There wasn't nothing we could do. You can't never do nothing right. That was the third chance you had to get Larry, and you missed every time. What do you mean, the third chance? When we first framed him, when you arrested him yesterday, and he went for his gun, and just now. Well, listen, if you don't like the way I do things, you can do your own dirty work. I ought, I ought that. But just remember one thing, Jake Brimmer. I'm still holding that paper you signed, and I ain't taking no careless talk from you. <laughs> You're just a pair of no good idiots. And from now on, I ain't depending on nobody but myself. curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. Larry Cabot was framed by his uncle Jake Brimmer and the sheriff for the murder of Bill Sweeney. Jake wished to gain possession of the ranch Larry had recently inherited. And when Larry fled the district, he took over its management. When Larry returned, he was arrested, then tricked into an attempted jailbreak. The Lone Ranger saved the young man before he could be shot down, however. As our second act opens... We see Larry and the masked man as they arrive at the small, well-concealed camp where the Lone Ranger's faithful Indian companion, Tonto, has been waiting. Jump down, Larry. Golly, I still can't hardly believe I got out of that alive. You're safe now. Howdy, Tonto. Tonto, glad to see you. Tonto, Jake and the sheriff have succeeded in killing Larry just now. Oh, that heat's bad. It might have been. How'd you happen to be there, friend? When you told me they planned to get rid of you, I doubted they'd wait for your trial. Yeah? I wasn't sure until tonight that you'd been telling me the truth, Larry. Well, you didn't have no way of checking up on my story, I reckon. But now I'm convinced. And mm, Tonto believe Larry. I knew that if they had framed you, they wouldn't let you tell your story in court unless they had to. Mm-hmm. I stayed near the jail to see if you'd be safer tonight. And when I heard the shot, I came as fast as I could. You sure didn't waste no time going into action. And we can't waste time now. Larry, did you say Jake signed a confession that the sheriff was holding? Yep. I overheard him when he was scheming the whole thing. That's how I learned enough to clear out of here before they got me. I've heard Jake and the sheriff don't get on well together. They sure don't. Jake don't like the sheriff because he's afraid of what the sheriff will do with that confession. And the sheriff's suspicions that Jake will hold on to his share of the ranch. I think I have a plan. You ain't figuring on trying to find that paper, are you? Not that. If you was, it's most likely it wouldn't do you any good. 
The sheriff wouldn't keep a thing like that where it could be found easy. I have something else in mind. Mm, what you do? Call your horse, Kimosabe. Here, white fellow. I know all three of us will have to act tonight. Uh-huh. You're the boss, friend. From now on, I'm doing just what you say. Good. First, Tonto will have to make a long ride. Uh-huh. I'm going to do that. And you and I, Larry, are going to call on Jake Brimmer while he's asleep. Great Horse Silver carried both Larry and the masked man to the Box B Ranch. The cowboys were fast asleep in their bunkhouse, and Jake Brimmer, whose bedroom was in a wing of the large central building, was equally unaware of the Lone Ranger's approach. A rising wind helped to cover the sound of their arrival. Oh, oh, Silver. It ain't likely anybody will hear us stopping this far back. No. Stay here, Silver. Come, Larry. The best way to get in the house is by the side door. You have a key? Uh-huh. The one I always had. And there ain't no bar on that door. Then that's the one we'll use. Besides, it's on the far side of the house and where the Chinese cook sleeps. Lee Toy could hear a feather drop. We don't want anyone to wake up. Here we are. Care for those steps. We'll be inside in a second. Blast this wind. You know the house, Larry. Take me to Jake's room. He's most likely sleeping where Paul used to. Wait till I close this door. There. Come on. Careful. You see that open door? Yes. That's the room I mean. We'll have to go in there. Come. There's Jake. Fast asleep. And hammer his clothes. And his gun belt and holster. Yeah. Last sheriff. I'll fix things. What is that? Jake was just talking to me sleep, Larry. Oh, he sure gave me a scare. Hurry up, let's get out of here. One moment. Are you ready to go? I have everything I need. Now to get back to camp. We'll be back there soon, Larry. How's that? Sounded like the wind caught a hold of a door and slammed it shut. Maybe that doggone chink's been prowling around the house. Blast it, where's that lamp? Somebody's been in this room. Somebody's been handling my clothes. And my gun's gone. Blast the sneak thief that is stealing a man shooting iron. Hey, Lee Toy! You're being chink, come here. There's a cook somewhere around. Come on, and Larry raced away from the Box B Ranch and returned to their camp, where they spent the remainder of the night before going on with their plan the next day. Early the following evening, we see the sheriff and his confederate, Clegg, as they rein in their horses in front of the sheriff's home on the edge of town. Oh, boy. 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 You coming in, Clegg? Yeah. I have some things I want to talk over with you, have Hey, look at my door. Somebody's forced it. Well, I'll be. And look inside. Come on. What in blazes? Some fella sure tore this place up. There's papers all over the floor. And the drawer's been pulled out of your table. The blasted skunk. 
Who in thunder would do a thing like this? Somebody must have been looking for cash. I ain't got no cash. They was looking for something. They even pulled all the stuff off of them shelves. They didn't bother to put nothing back, neither. I can't see no reason for it. Maybe it was somebody didn't know you never keep cash here. I don't know. Let's have a look around. Maybe we can find out if anything's missing. Yeah. Golly, things are sure in a mess. Hmm. What's this? Huh? It's a bandana. And it ain't mine, neither. A bandana? Whoever was here dropped it. They must have. Say, ain't I seen this somewhere before? There's initials on it. J.B. Hmm. Why, golly, I know who this belongs to. Yeah? Jake Brimmer. You sure of that? You just bet, I'm sure. Them's his initials, ain't they? And I recollect him wearing it. But what did he... Old cat. I'll fix him for this. What'd he be doing here? I can tell you. I'll bet my saddle he was looking for that confession he signed. You think he was? You blame right. If he could get that back, then there wouldn't be no way for me to make him pay off when he gets to the box B. Maybe you're right. There ain't no doubt about it. The sneaking coyote. You think he found it? Not by a darn sight. Him looking here proves he ain't got no notion where it's hid. Yeah? I sure wouldn't be fool enough to put a thing like that where it could be found that easy. Where's it at? That's my business. But this don't surprise me none. Ever since Larry got away again, Jake's been shooting off his mouth about the way I'm handling things. He had a plenty to say. So he must have figured if he could find that paper, he could do without me. Uh-huh. Come on. Where are you going? I'm going to the box B. You see, Jake? Yeah, doggone right I am. And I'm going to tell him plenty. Steady there. If he thinks he can pull a stunt like this and get away with it, he's making a bad mistake. And when I get through telling him off... He won't be in no hurry to make another one like it. Get up there. Get up. Come on. Come on. Get up The sheriff and Clegg, convinced that Jake was trying to double-cross them, raced their horses to the box B ranch. It was dark by the time they approached the house, and suddenly they were startled by the sound of three sudden shots. The oh, 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 boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can you blame me or got us? We saw dead. Draw your gun. If Jake thinks he can get us, we'll shoot it out right now. And you'll bust right in the door. Yeah. Don't give him no time to get set for us. Most like he knows he dropped that man, Anna. And figures we're out to get him. Blast him. Come on. That dirty double-crosser. Fire at us, will you? What the... Up with your hands. What are you doing? I ought to shoot you down where you stand. Hi, you loco. Well, teach you to shoot at us. But I never fired them shots. What's that? Don't try to lie out of it. But I never. I just now heard them. I ain't got no more notion than you have where they come from. They came from right here. They couldn't. My gun was stole. Huh? That's a fact. Somebody broke in last night, took it while I was sleeping. You figure we'll believe this. But I tell well, you... What's that on the table by the window? Uh, right here's a gun. And it's a gun Jake always carries. What in blazes? That gun wasn't there for. This is the gun, all right. Just take a look. It's still hot, and there's three bullets gone. No, no, it can't be. Why, you blasted rat. Don't hit me. Here's another. Let me take a punch at him, Sheriff. Get away. I've been framed. Yeah? And I suppose you'll say it wasn't you that broke in my house today. It what? You tried to find a paper you signed confessing the murder of Bill Sweeney. But you didn't get it, did you? It ain't so. Then how come you dropped your bandana there? <laughs> I suppose you say that was stolen from him, too. But it was. Honest, it was. I ain't swallowing your lies, Jake. But I tell I'll you tell you just what happened. You remember dropping that bandana, and so you figured I'd be coming out here. And then you tried to kill me when we drove up. Honest, Sheriff, I... Don't oh, talk to me. You didn't like it, because we let Larry get away alive. It was your idea to get that confession back and then keep the box B for yourself. I tell you, I never thought no such thing. I ought to turn you in for killing Sweeney. You can't do that. That's what you've got coming. If you do, how are you going to explain not saying anything about it before? <laughs> I can tell him you just now wrote it. 
Listen to me. I crossed you. If it weren't that I was still figuring on collecting my half of the ranch, I'd drill you right now. You'll get it just as soon as Larry's done for it. You're turning right out. The West man and the U.S. Marshal. And Larry. Drop those guns. You're under arrest. The whole three of you. You ain't arresting me. Oh, my hand. Help your gun, Sheriff. There it is. I heard everything that was said. We were just outside that window. Now, wait, listen. Uh, we were While there. we were riding here, Tonto told me how you framed Larry. And you said just enough to prove it. And it was the Lone Ranger's scheme that made you talk. The Lone Ranger? Yeah, it was him that took Jake's gun and bandana. And it was his idea to make it look as though Jake had searched your place, Sheriff. Yeah. You mean Jake weren't there at home? You blame fool. I told you I wasn't. And it was all a trick. We figured you'd ride out here for a showdown, Sheriff. When we seen you come with the masked man, fire three times. Then slip the gun back and through that window. Well, I'll be... You'll be jailed. That's what you'll be. You have all the evidence you need, Marshal? They said plenty. And Larry's free to take over the ranch? He sure is. Good. Oh, I can't be fixed up some way. I'll give you cash. The I'll... only way this can be fixed is by your hanging, Jake. No, wait. No, I can... You're going to the... hang for the killing of Bill Sweeney. And the sheriff and Clegg are going to be jailed for helping you frame Larry. And it was the Lone Ranger that cleared everything up. is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes 
from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. was the first great industry to flourish in the western United States. And with no adequate law-enforcing agency, cattle rustling kept pace with it. The masked rider of the plains fought the outlaws who preyed on the honest ranchers. Astride his great horse silver, he rode through the length and breadth of seven states in the cause of justice. And the stories of his adventures were told around a thousand campfires. Those stories have come down to us through the generations. The part he played in the winning of the West will never be forgotten. Now let us return once more to those thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Hello, fighting force near the Cross J Ranch! There are outlaws in the district! Hello, Silver! Jeb Mulvey owned the Cross J Ranch, and in spite of his 60 years, he was as active as anyone in the surrounding country. As our story opens, we see his daughter Sue seated in the living room of the ranch house, awaiting her father's return. Night has fallen, and outside a heavy rain is beating down. Suddenly, footsteps are heard on the porch. Oh! I never in my life seen such a water's just coming down in sheets. No, 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 Storm. I found out tonight what I've been aiming to know all this time. Yes? Only well, it would have to happen on Saturday night when all the hands in town spending their cash. 
You don't mean you found out about the rustling? I sure do. Oh, I'm so glad. Now, oh, wait till I pull up that chair. Uh, oh, it's good to get off my feet again. And, and will he be able to find the cattle that's been stolen? I don't know, but I'll sure get midnight back anyhow. Midnight? Oh, don't tell me he's been stolen. Now, now, honey, I know he's your favorite horse, but don't worry none. But I was riding midnight only this afternoon. Well, it was him that low-down rustler come for tonight. He took the horse right out of the corral. Great heavens. Only this time, with a rain and all, he wasn't slick enough to hide his tracks. I found his footprints, and I covered them with a board, so the rain wouldn't wash it out. Then it was midnight you heard whinnying and snorting a while ago. Yep. As long as the rustler stuck to stealing a couple of cows once in a while, he was all right. But taking a smart horse like midnight's liable to cook his goose. It was midnight that got you there in time to find those footprints. Mm-hmm. And I got a blame good idea whose shoes made them prints. Leastwise, I've seen a plenty like them. And, honey, when I tell what I know, there's going to be some doggone surprise folks around here. I can't understand what's been done with them, Ken. The cross jays are well known around here. They'd be hard to fail. I got a notion about that, too. Well, if only the boys had been here to help you trail it. Shucks, it's only when they're gone the thief shows up. He's savvy what he's about, all right. Can't you tell me who you suspect? I ain't saying nothing till I'm sure. But I will say this. The way I got it figured, there's two of them. One steals the cattle, and the other takes it a long ways off where it can be sold. But maybe... Oh! oh! Someone shot through the window. He got me in the shoulder. Oh! It... It must have been that blamed rustler. He must have been watching when I... when I seen them tracks. Are you hurt, Ben? Let me see, Paul. Let me see. Oh, there ain't nothing you can do, honey. Just get me the doctor. Then you are hurt, Ben. It... It ain't nothing the doc can fix up. This rotten, dry gulcher. I... I sure hate to ask you to ride on a night like this. I'll go. I'll go right now. Seems like the rain's letting up a bit. Maybe it'll stop before you get fur. I'll hurry, Paul. Oh, wait. Honey, ain't you going to put on your poncho and your boots? You can't go like that. Those things don't matter now. It's only you that comes. Without hat or coat, unafraid of the storm, Sue ran into the night, saddled a mountain, urged it toward town at breakneck speed. Come on, boy. Hurry. Oh, hurry. I've got to find the doctor. Get up. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, had made their camp under the protection of a rock shelf at the side of the trail. Tonto, beside his masked friend, suddenly raised his head as his keen ears picked up the tattoo of horses' hoofs. Rider come, plenty fast, too fast. Trail heap bad as mud. It's full of gopher holes. That horse could easily slip and break its rider's neck. Maybe him drunk. We'll soon see. Wait. You here? Get up! That was a girl. Oh. She was crying. She said something about her father. I'm not here playing. Perhaps she needs help. Uh. And it's up to us to find us. What you do? We'll have to leave our shelter. You, Kimasabi, will follow her back trail. Find where she came from. Hunter, too. Now follow her. Here, Silver. Here, White Collar. We'll both meet here later. <laughs> Come on, Get Silver. White Collar.
The cafe in town was a pleasant contrast to the bitter night outside. It was filled with cattlemen, cowboys, and townsmen, enjoying an evening of relaxation after the week's work. Old Doc Seeley stood against the bar, and as the sheriff approached, Doc raised the glass he held in greeting. Hi there, Sheriff. Step up and join me. Howdy, Doc. Don't this rain beat off? I just emptied this here glass. <laughs> Figured it might as well be wet inside as well as out. <laughs> I reckon you got the right idea. What's been keeping you? I looked for you for this. Mm-hmm. That blame rustling over the cross J. I had some reports that had to be rid out. I hear Jeb Mulvey's fit to be tied. He's a doggone man the critter that's been stealing his stuff. Can't blame him for that, can you? Blame him? <laughs> right then, I'd be a gunning anybody I suspicion at all. Well, one of these days we'll catch up with a skunk, the Stephen. Well, have a drink on it, huh? No mind if I do. I... Look. Weren't there someone calling your name? What? Why, it's Sue Mulvey. Uh, what in blazes could bring Jeb's girl to town on a night like this? Sue, here I am. Oh, Doc Sweeney, come quick. What's ailing you? Now, take it easy, Miss Susan. You look all upset. Pa, we're shot. Shot? You don't mean it. Midnight, the horse was stolen. The pa found a thief's footprint. He found trace of the rustler? Good for him. But but the rustler must have known Pa found his track, so he tried to kill him. Well, how did it happen? Well, whoever he was, he shot through the window while we were sitting inside. The rotten coward. How bad he hurt? I don't know. He, he said it was just his shoulder, but I was afraid he's just trying to keep me from knowing the worst. Well, then I'll be right with you. Uh, and you'll come too, Sheriff? You're playing right, I will. If your pa had a clue to the rustler, I want to know all about it. Then hurry, please. My horse, he's just outside. I'll call my deputies. Slim! What do you want, Sheriff? Get a hold of Tex and Pudge. We're riding to the Cross J Ranch, and we're riding in a blame big hurry. <laughs> Doc Seeley, the sheriff, and his deputies, led by Sue Mulvey, rode through the night to the Cross J Ranch. The rain had stopped, but as the group of riders reined in their horses before the ranch house, they found the earth still soft and muddy from the storm. Just wait till I get my case out of the saddlebag. The rest of you fellas stay outside and watch the horses. All right, Sheriff. Right, Come on, Doc. Yeah, I'm ready. You'll do your best for Paul, won't you? Yes, you will. Of course I will. Paul! I don't see nothing of them. You see? They just go show he wasn't hurt so bad you feared he was. He couldn't have gone to his own room if he was a dying. But, but I don't understand. Where's your pa's room, Miss Susan? It's right over there. Well, he was sitting right here when I left. I'll have a look in his room. If he's fit, tell Jeb I want to talk to him about them footprints. Yeah. Jeb. Hi, Jeb. Well, he sure ain't in here. Oh. Where in Tunkin could he have got that? Something's happened to him. There's blood. Oh, that's where Pa was sitting when he was shot. Hmm. You needn't look so concerned why, Sheriff. That just proves what we already know. Sue told us before Jeb was shot. Well, maybe he's in the kitchen. It's a darn funny thing. It is a bird. Even if Jeb weren't shot bad, there wouldn't be no reason for him to go traipsing off. He isn't in there either. No, no, keep your chin up, Sue. I've got to find Paul. I've got it. I'll bet the sneaking coyote that shot Jeb the first time just waited till he seen Miss Susan ride off. Oh, oh no. Yes, sirree, that's just what he done. Then when he seen there was nobody about, he come in and took Jeb off with him. By golly, that it might have been it. Then go after him. Get him back. I'll do that same. Where was them tracks, Jibsaw? 
Maybe that'll give us a lead. By the corral, I think. I'm here, Sam. He's the outlaw. I heard what you said through the porch window. There are no tracks. Put up your hands. Arrest him. Steady, Sheriff. You're covered. Who asked you? This man must be the Russian. He knew about those tracks. If they're gone, it'll be his fault. Sure, that's it. How'd you get in here past my deputy? Tonto guarding them. Tonto? My friend, I'll see you again. Hold on there. Don't let him get away, Sheriff. Everything. He's out the door. Leave! Yes, Fix! Stop that mess, fella! Shoot him! I'll take a shot at him! I'll get him! They're almost out of sight. They're gone, all right. Unless it being so dark, if it'd been daylight, we'd have drilled that crook. And I'm here to say the next time we meet up, he ain't gonna get off so easy. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. All surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue the story. When Jeb Mulvey, a rancher, discovered tracks of a rustler near his corral, after the theft of midnight, his daughter's favorite horse, he was shot. The daughter soon raced to town for help and returned with the sheriff and old Doc Seeley. But on their return, they were mystified by Jeb's disappearance. Their surprise was still greater at the arrival of the lone ranger, who earlier in the evening had seen Sue as she rode to town. The masked man announced that the rustler's tracks were gone. Then he disappeared into the night. A second act opens two weeks later. The sheriff has searched unsuccessfully for a clue to the masked man. And Sue has taken up residence with the old doctor in town. We see the sheriff now in front of the cafe with a group of his friends. He is unaware that the tall stranger with them is the lone ranger in disguise. And fellas, we ain't seen hide nor hair of that mask on Bray or Jeb since that night. Now, that's what I call a mystery. It is a mystery, Sheriff. Slim here says he never seen a horse like the one the mask on Bray rode. Yeah, sure never. Well, if I had my saddle on a horse like that, I'd figure myself the richest fellow west of the Mississippi. All I want is to get my hands on that crook. You think he was an outlaw, Sheriff? Of course he was. The mask proved it, didn't it? Nobody but an outlaw could draw like Reese Light and like he did. Any fellow that can draw on you, Sheriff, has, has to be good. Have you any theories about Jeb's disappearance? Mm, I don't know as I have. Outside of the fact it must have been the rustler that took him away. 
We ain't likely to ever see Jeb around these parts again. Hey, Sheriff, who's that fellow riding this way? Hmm, another stranger. Say, look at that horse. Huh? Black all over, ain't it, Pudge? Just like midnight was. Maybe it is midnight. Maybe it's got a double notch left ear. That's the way all across J horses are not. Oh, hold there. Oh, fella. Hey. gummy, it has. Look at that ear. And take a squint at the brand. Cross J. Say, stranger. Yeah? I want to ask you some questions. That's what I'm here for. Where can I get some grub for myself and feed for my horse? Never mind that now. Where did you get that horse? Bought him? Why? Where'd you come from? Ain't you asking a sight of questions? Maybe them things are my business. Don't talk up to me. I'm the sheriff here. Uh-huh. He's got something to hide, Sheriff, or he'd be willing enough to talk. That's a lie. Now, uh, look here. I don't know what this is all about, but ask what you want to. I'm no crook. What's the name of that cayuse? I calls him Blackie. Sheriff, he changed it from Midnight. What's that? Slim's right. Midnight's the name of that horse. <laughs> you must be local. Midnight was a cross J horse. That horse you're riding is marked with a cross J as plain as your nose. Sure has got the cross J mark, but I bought him fair and square. Yeah. And where would that be? Why, at San Jacinto. It's down the other end of Texas. This is the crook we want, all right. He's figured we'd swallow his yarn. What are you talking about? You're under arrest. Arrest? Keep your eyes on him, fellas. He makes a break for it, shoot him down. Should I put the handcuffs on him, Sheriff? They need it. Look here, you're making a big mistake. Oh, right? no, he. <clears throat> what are you doing to my horse? I just touched him, that's all. Leave the horse be. You strangers don't do nothing but cause trouble. Yes, Slim Pudge. We're taking this other stranger over the jailhouse. Now, hold on. Come along. I'm coming. Maybe you don't know I'm a good friend of Sue Mulvey. Yeah? I am. And it was when I was riding this way to see her that I met the breed that sold me this horse. <laughs> Is that the best story you can think of? It's true. Sue told me about the black horse she called Midnight. So when I seen this one with the cross J brand, I bought it to give her. Hey, here's the jail. Get up them steps. Your lies ain't gonna do you no good. You stubborn it. And call me names won't either. Oh, oh, oh. Sue! Oh, well, what are they doing to you? Sue. Sue, tell the sheriff you who I am. Well, this is Bob Scott. He's my best friend. Yeah? And what horse is that black one over yonder? That one? Well, I don't know. It's midnight, ain't it? This fella stole it. Midnight? Of course it isn't. I'm no midnight anyway. He's wearing the cross J brand. But but it isn't midnight. Now, look here. I savvy what you're up to, Miss Susan. You're just trying to shield your friend. I'm doing no such thing. You are, and I got it all figured out. This fella killed your pa. Then come back here to marry you and get the ranch. Why, of all... Sue. Sue, is your pa dead? Uh, I don't know, Bob. Midnight was stolen, and then pa was shot. I rode to town for help, and when I got back, he was gone. And this fool chef thinks I killed him. There ain't no use your denying it. Take him in, fellas. We'll lock him up. Wait. Bob, who did you buy this horse from? Stranger, didn't I warn you to quit interfering? Keep still. Who was it, Bob? Why, I bought him from a breed named Miguel that lived near San Jacinto. Thanks. But what do you want to know that for? You'll learn that later, Bob. Stand aside, Miss Susan. We're locking this fellow up front. But you It'll can't... be all right, honey. Now, get along with you. I got a right good sale waiting for you, mister. And we're hoping you find it comfortable. Because <laughs> that's where you're going to stay till court sets and the judge says you're to hang. <laughs> When the Lone Ranger left town, he took off his disguise and put on his mask again. He rode swiftly to the camp he shared with Tonto and told him what had happened when Bob arrived in town with a black horse. And Tonto, when I touched the cross J brand on the horse Bob rode, the horse jumped with pain. Oh, why? Why him do that? The brand had been freshly burned in Kimosabe. Oh. It was so fresh, it still bothered the horse. Isn't that plenty strange thing? I watched the girl when she looked at the horse, and I'm sure she was telling the truth. But she said it was not the horse that had been stolen from her. Oh? And I believe the sheriff knows it isn't the same. Then why him knock Bob up? That's something we'll have to find out. You... You got plans? There's a breed named Miguel near San Jacinto. Oh, Tonto know him. Him, bad feller. He sold Bob that horse. Huh? I want to know why he put the Cross J brand on that horse and notched his ears in the Cross J manner. And that helping you? It's information we need. 
I wonder if Bob told that breed he was riding here. Maybe him do that. I wonder the breed could have planned Bob's arrest for rustling. Him smart fellow. It would fit in. Bob's ignorance of where the cattle, stolen cattle had been taken would seem like a refusal to talk. Uh-huh. And at the trial, the sheriff would probably say Sue wouldn't identify the horse because she wanted to protect Bob. Not right. Unless we move fast, Tuttle, Bob will be hung as a rustler. And Jeb's shooting will be blamed on him, too. Them, them not know what we know, huh? Here, Silver. Oh, where you ride? I'm going to San Jacinto. You, you ride heat fast. I will, Kimasabi. A man's life depends on this trip. Come on, Silver. Before the Lone Ranger returned from his long journey, the day set for the trial arrived, and the entire territory was interested in its result. Everywhere men discussed Bob's chances to escape the noose. He'll hang? I'll bet he hangs. Then why shouldn't he? There's enough evidence to hang a dozen fellows. And good enough for him. Can you see inside the courthouse? The jury's come back. And come on, let's hear the verdict. The jury has found you guilty as charged in the indictment. It is the sentence of this court that you be taken into the custody of the sheriff and held in jail until the morning of the 15th instant, at which time you will be executed by hanging by the neck until dead. Sentence was passed, and Bob was returned to his cell in the sturdy building behind the sheriff's office. The date set for the hanging was the next morning, but Bob was permitted to speak to Sue Mulvey for a few minutes on this his last evening. Oh, Oh, Bob. Don't take on so hardly. You're not guilty, you're not. Bless you for saying that. It was unfair. The whole trial was rotten and crooked. I know. On the witness stand, everything I said was turned against you. He made up his mind to see me hung. But if they'd only believed me. Sure, honey, but... You'd they... think they'd admit I'd know my own horse. When I told them your horse was midnight, they told me I was lying. If only your book could be found. Well, I can't help all hope of that. He's dead, Bob. Wait. Maybe you could smuggle me in a gun. That'd give me a chance to make a break for it. You couldn't do it, Bob. There's two guards outside the jail. And the sheriff's in his office just across the way. But if you could don't... Last man! Both of you, back up. Now wait, you do what I say. Unlock Bob's cell door. It's that same masked man, Bob. What in blazes is he doing here? Take your keys. Unlock that door. You're helping the prisoner escape? I'm not. I'm leaving him with you. But you're going to take Bob to the window of the sheriff's office. Huh? What's that? You'll stand outside the window. And I want all of you to listen. Now unlock that door. Don't point that gun my way. I'm doing what you tell me. What are you helping me for, stranger? I'm not taking you away. But I want you to hear something that'll happen. But I can't see you. You men go quietly. Don't let the sheriff hear you outside. I don't know what you're You're risking to... nothing. Bob will be in your hands all the time. Stim it. Won't hurt none to do as this mask fellow says. Him and them guns is powerful convincing. I'll leave you now. Note everything that goes on inside that office. Come along there, Bob. But if you try to get away, you'll sure regret it. I won't. But what's going on? Blame if I know. Now hush up. There's the office. And the window's open. Let me look in it. We'll all look. Quiet. The door over there's open. Someone's coming in the office. Hey, Jail, what are you doing here? I did not know. 
I've been brought here. But now that I'm here, I... You blame fool. Go on back to San Jacinto before you get us both in trouble. I'm not saying it. I... Shut up. Don't argue with me. This is the second fool stunt you've pulled. The first was when you sent that black horse here with a cross J brand. But it was you that told me to do it. It never got us into trouble. The girl knew it wasn't her horse. Did I not tell you it would be so? I told you to fix it up so Jeb wouldn't suspect we were stealing his critters. That's what the horse is for, to put the blame on somebody else. But after Jeb was done for, there were no need of it. But why have you sent for me? Sent for you? I never sent for you. I've told you the only time I want to see you here is when I've rustled cows for you to take back. But the hombre that calls his horse Silver, he said that you... I've heard enough. Jeb Moby. He's not dead. You're doggone right I ain't. I've been with the masked fellow's friend, the Redskin, ever since he found me out the house the night I was shot. Who are you? I told the masked fellow I figured them footprints was yours, Sheriff. So then he found out a few things for himself. Oh, oh you're alive. <laughs> Your old pa ain't so easy to kill, honey. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. I'd have let you know there wasn't nothing wrong with Miss Sue, but we figured it's best for the masked man's scheme to say nothing. Well, for all your scheming, you ain't going to get me. Yes, you Drop that gun. Why are you? My hand. Come along, Jeff. Oh. Now we're going to lock you up. You tell me, gal, it'll be a pleasure, you dirty snake. Oh, Come on, get along. Deputies will take care of the sheriff and Miguel, Jeb. Thanks to you. And now I believe Miguel will be willing to tell what's been done with your rustled cattle. He'll talk a plenty before we're done with him. And, and now Bob is free. Well, he ain't going to hang, that's for sure. And just as soon as a few things can be fixed up, he'll get out of jail. Oh, oh I'm so happy I could cry. Huh? <laughs> now, if that ain't just like a woman, if you cry when you're happy, what do you do when you're sad? Now, dry them tears. There, there. We're going back to the ranch, and thank our stars we met up with the Lone Ranger. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. 
you're to the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. With his great horse, Silver, and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains fought crime and criminals throughout the western United States. No man did more to bring law and order to a lawless frontier. Now return with us to those thrilling days of the early West, when adventure lay at the end of every trail. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for the vast fair range! Tonto's waiting there for us! Two sisters, the Crawford girls, had a long, hard trip from Louisiana into the West. Molly, the older of the two, was rather dignified and stately, while the younger Betty was full of life and thrilled with the great new country into which they were traveling. As our first scene opens, we find the sisters on the last day of their journey. There's only one other passenger in the stagecoach with them, a man who pays no apparent attention to their lively talk. <laughs> oh, Molly, isn't it wonderful? I'm totally but I'll get half the dip something will happen. Billy, there's nothing to be afraid of. But the Indians and wild animals and everything. And we're jobbing alone. Oh, I think you're just trying to frighten me, Molly. Why, it isn't like it used to be five years ago out here. And it's nothing like it was when Uncle Dan came out here ten years ago, just after the war. But it's still uncivilized. Oh, it is, too. In his last letter, Uncle Dan said there were regular cities out here with law courts and everything. Well... If some of the places we passed through are what Uncle Dan meant by cities, and I don't think much of them. That last one wasn't more than a crossroad with two stores and a dozen cafes. You're just prejudiced because that tall, good-looking cowboy we met talked more to me than he did to you. Betty Crawford, you're just impossible. <laughs> but, more, I don't think it was wise of you to talk to him as you did when you never met him. Oh, my. You actually invited him to come to Bar Square Ranch and see you. Of course I did. We'll be pretty lonesome there if it's at all like what Uncle Dan said. You'll be busy enough on the ranch without having a lot of worthless cowboys hanging around. Pardon, senoritas. Oh, I have not spoken before. Until now, I do not hear you mention the Bar Square. Yes, that's our ranch. We are going there now. So? It's very fine, aren't you? You are fortunate. Better to be still. No, hush up, Mother. 
I talk if I want to. You will ride this stage to within five miles of the rancho, see? That's what we were told to do. There are going to be horses there to meet us. The Senor Daniel Crawford. He's related to you? He's our uncle. He wrote to us and asked us to come out and live on the ranch after Mother died. You have not heard from him since then? No. Why? He has died. Uncle Daniel, see? See, Senor. How do you know? I know this part of the country very well. Permit me. I'm the Senor Pablo Venado. I have great ranchos in this country. But, Uncle Dan. He was shot. Shot? Life is most uncertain in this part of the country. I'm very sorry to have to be the one to tell these things to you. Then, then, Molly, we'll have to take hold of things right away, won't we? Oh, I don't know. Perhaps Mr. Venado can tell us what happened to the ranch since Uncle Dan died. There is much has happened. It is too bad, but there was some trouble about the cattle. What kind? Some of it wore brands that were not of the bar square. I do not say that this Indian Crawford stole the cattle, but he was most fortunate in having many strange cattle come by accident into his herd. Don't you dare say my uncle was a cattle thief. Oh, I say no such thing, senorita. Who's running the bench now? The foreman, Zelda, I do not know. But I, too, am on my way to town on business that concerned the bar square. You are? What is this business, Mr. Bernardo? It is to investigate the legal claims I may have against the bar square. It is quite possible that I may call on you at a later day. See? We are not good at having the visitors, Mr. Bernardo. Thanks, just the same. While the two girls and Pablo Venado continued their journey, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, were carrying out an investigation of their own. We see them now in the bar square range, riding slowly among the scattered cattle, observing them closely. Tonto, there's another cow with Pablo's brand. Oh. We've been riding for only two hours, and we've seen no less than a hundred like it. And that heaps thing. I would have sworn Dan Crawford was no rustler. Him good feller. This seems to bear out what Pablo claims. Pablo say ran someday belonged to him. If Dan really stole all these cows, Pablo would almost have an honest claim to the bar square. There's another cow. With Pablo's brand. Uh, There's something wrong about this. Not what Tonto thinks. Dan Crawford wouldn't have been foolish enough to steal another man's cat without changing their brands, even if he were dishonest. Not right. And there was never any question about his honesty until he suddenly disappeared. Pablo say Dan dead. If Dan was killed, where's his body? Uh-huh. And Pablo was the first to spread the story of Dan's death. Uncle, know that. Pablo has been in several crooked deals before this. So nothing could be proved against him. Him, plenty smart feller. I feel sorry for those two girls if he's plotting against them. You talked with them? I spoke to Betty while she and Molly were waiting for the stage. Uh-huh. And that's another thing. What's that? Pablo was waiting for the same stage. He might have been looking for an opportunity to get acquainted with them. That may be right. Toto, are you sure you heard Pablo say he'd have the bar square before long? Him talk plenty big. Him say him get ranch soon now. And he told that to the sheriff? Uh-huh. But he couldn't claim the ranch without proof of ownership. No matter how many of his cows were found on it. Pablo say him show lawman too. The only proof he could have would be a deed signed by Dan. Mm, that's right. He's got something up his sleeve. I wonder what it could... You look there. Oh, 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 oh,
Our square riders. Uh, They've seen us. They've stopped their horses. Them shoot them enough. Yes. What we do? We're leaving, Colonel. You not get them? No. I don't want to get close enough to be recognized. Them breed. They are. Come on. Get over. Colonel. You understand now why I didn't want to be recognized? I do not know. There were no breeds on this ranch when Dan was here. Oh. They look to me like some of Pablo's men from across the border. That's right. That's true. Something is wrong. As long as they don't know us, we can keep an eye on them. Come on, Silver! Molly and Betty, saddened by the report of their uncle's death, took up their residence in the large Bar Square ranch house. We see Molly two days later in the living room. She had just heard Betty's hurried steps on the porch outside. Molly! Whatever's the excitement, Betty? Molly, what do you think? Oh, I think you've been running faster than it's good for you. I was just talking to a half-breed. And he said Uncle Dan had been a cattle thief. A half-breed said that? I was just talking to him. That's why I ran to tell you. Well, you don't believe that. I don't know. He said nearly all the ranches around here got their start that way. Where'd that breed come from? You remember the man we met on the stage? Senor Bernardo? That's the one. The man I talked to was with him. They have a camp just beyond our ranch. What in the world are they doing there? I thought Senor Bernardo was a rancher. I don't really know. There's something about business here, I guess. Business? This man I was talking to said most of the cattle Uncle stole belonged to Bernardo. It can't be. I don't know it can't be. Oh, honest, Molly. I don't like to believe it myself, but who's that? Why, why, it's Pablo. The man we met on the stage. The other man's wearing a star. The sheriff. Come in. It's business, miss. Can we come in? Of course. You see? I did not believe the word of Pablo when he told you we shall meet again. What is your business here? I have the paper to show you. Uh, a paper? What he saw? I don't understand. You will read the paper, yeah? It will explain itself. Give it to me. Molly, what is it? Now, Betty, just wait. I... Why, well, this says that Uncle Dean is the ranch over to Pablo Venado. As I told you before, I am Senor Pablo Venado. No, but how? Why? It looks legal enough to me, miss. According to that there writing, the bar square belongs to Pablo here, all right. But Uncle wouldn't do a thing like that. I'm right sorry, but... And he's the Senor Crawford wish to pay me what he owe me. What he owes you? He steal my cattle. He start this ranch with what is mine. Without what he still, he have nothing. Molly, that's just what the cowboy was telling me. I don't know what to do, what to think. Look here, Mr. Pablo or Senor Venado or whatever you call yourself. How did you get that paper? Your uncle, you write it out when he sees you about to die. And do not wish to die without paying the debt. But where is uncle? Uh, who knows? But surely... Oh, pardon, miss, but Pablo said two hombres brought in the paper, then lit out. Well, why would they do a thing like that? Shucks, that's easy to figure out. Maybe they was the fellows that shot your uncle. And maybe they figured they'd be hung for it, even if they wasn't to blame. And, and you say this paper's legal? Looks to me like it. Oh, Betty, what do we do? I don't know. If only that cowboy I talked to when we were waiting for the stage was here, I'll bet he'd know what to do. You were pleased to leave his rush at once. Oh, no. You will do as I say, or else I see... Hold on there, Pablo. I'm backing up your play because you seem to have the right on your side. But I ain't going to stand by and let you throw these here girls off the place without no notice. Thank you, Sheriff. Well, I will give you three days. But on the third day, you... What the... A mess company. Who are you? Let me see that paper. An outlaw. Get out, or I... Hey, Sheriff. A gun. What is it you want? I'll look at that paper, Miss Crawford. But... Nah. Sheriff, he will destroy it. nothing I can do, Pablo. Here you are. I've seen all I need to. You give it to me. It is mine. There you are. Rumba, you're not... On your way. What? Get out, both of you. Hurry, Sheriff. 
Report him in. It's after these hombres. I'm coming. You let them go. They called him in. You'll be catching. I'll take my chance on that. I've no time to explain. You a copy of your uncle's handwriting? There's a letter. That'll do. Quickly. It's on the table here. Who are you? Why are you here? Listen to me. Don't leave the ranch until I see you again. But can't you tell us what... Not now. Is that the letter? Yes, but I don't understand. I'll tell you everything later. The men are coming after you. May I have this letter? Somehow I feel I can trust you. I'll leave by that open window. But remember what I said. Don't give Pablo the ranch before you hear from me. Harry, you'll be caught. Steady, sir, old boy. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue the story. When Molly and Betty Crawford arrived from Louisiana at the Bar Square Ranch, owned by their uncle Dan Crawford, they were told that Dan had been shot, and also that he had deeded the ranch to Pablo Venado just before his death. The Lone Ranger, investigating the circumstances surrounding Dan's disappearance, inspected the deed produced by Pablo and warned the girls not to give up the ranch before they heard from him again. Now, as our second act opens, we see the masked man and Tonto riding just beyond the bar square range. Pablo's camp isn't far from here, Tonto. Pablo, not there now. No, this is the day he threatened to take over the ranch. I saw him riding to town to get the sheriff. Uh-huh. But several of his men are in camp. They won't join Pablo until the ranch is actually his. Mm, that's right. I still don't believe that Dan Crawford is dead. I don't think you're right. If he were dead, his body would be found. Uh-huh. And Pablo's story about getting that deed from men who disappeared right away doesn't ring true. You think Sheriff Crooked? No, but he was too easily convinced by Pablo. Oh. You remember when I visited the bar square the other day? I don't remember. I saw the paper that Pablo claimed had been written by Dan just before he died. What did he say? Just what Pablo said he did. Uh-huh. But when I let Pablo and the sheriff leave the ranch house, I got a sample of Dan's handwriting. Why you do that? I wanted to compare it with the paper Pablo showed. I saw the paper for only a moment, but I think it's a clever forgery. Mm, not bad. I told Pablo and the sheriff to get out of the house so that Pablo wouldn't know I was after more of Dan's handwriting. Oh. Now we're going to see if we were right about all this. Pablo can't not far now. Yes, it's just over the next hill. Maybe better you leave Tonto now, huh? You know exactly what you're to do? Tonto? No. Ride into their camp. Tell them the story I suggested. Uh-huh. I'll be watching to see that you come to no harm. Tonto not afraid. Here's an arroyo. I'll ride this way. Tonto, see you later. Right. Come on, Silver. Maybe we catch Pablo, feller. Him plenty smart. White friend of Tonto. Plenty smart, too. There, there, Pablo Camp, white fella. And there, fella, named Chico. Ah, uh, what do you want, you know? 
Oh, thank you. Me. Me tell him you. No. See? You not listen. You get in heap. Bad trouble. What is this news you speak of? Tickle. Who is this Indian? Wait one. There is something of importance he have to say. Well, out with it. You know feller name Dan? Senor Crawford? Mm, that's right. What about him? Honto see him. What is that? It is impossible. Honto tell truth. You try to play the trick on Chico and you will die. Where is it you see the gringo? Him ride to town. If you have a scare... Still one. You are sure you do not make the mistake? Him big feller wear red whisker. Senor Crawford has your red mustache. Honto know him good. What? Perhaps Pedro have let Senor Crawford get away. If that is so, then Pablo will get in trouble. It is for us to make sure. Say, and at once. Honto, oh no. You will please not to move. One move and I, Chico, will shoot you. I will get my horse. Why you keep Tonto here? You know too much. You will stay where I can watch you. You think Tonto not tell truth? That is something it will not take much time to learn. And if you have not, what then? You will die. I am ready, Chico. Good. Make haste to let the gringo out escape. See. If he have, we must ride the one Pablo. If he have not, then we shall see why the Indian have tried to trick us. Now go. Get him. Get him. And you, pig of an Indian. Pray that you have not lied to Chico. Or if you have, it shall be my pleasure to show you what can be done with a knife. While Pablo, accompanied by the sheriff, prepared to take possession of the bar square, his servant, the breed Juan, was riding away to learn whether or not Dan Crawford had escaped, as Tonto claimed. We see the other breed, Chico, as he stands guard over Tonto several hours later. Why does not Juan come? It should not take him this long to make his journey. Tonto, think him come now. Eh? Me hear horse not far off. It is. It is Juan. Him ride plenty fast. What? What is it you have learned? The Indian, he lies. And your property is safe? Say, Pedro, keep watch on him night and day. There is no way for him to escape. You will see the gringo with your own eyes. I saw and talk with him. Caramba. What have you to say? Tonto, not talk. But you will. Uh, you see this knife? Mm. See how the blade she shines. You not scare, Tonto. And the edge, how sharp she is. One stroke, like this. And you know, tell no more lies. Do not waste time talking, Chico. I waste no more time. I will... Ah! Get back! Hondo, can't see you. Stab him! See, I will! Oh, you shoot my knife. You're lucky I didn't shoot to kill. I forget him, you now. Hold him, Sado. Get away. You make him up. I do not wish to die. You should die, but we haven't time to waste on you now. What we do? First we'll tie these men safely. And then we have another ride ahead of us. time, Pablo and the sheriff had reached the Bar Square Ranch. The girls, defiant but secretly without hope, did their best to postpone the time of their departure. Molly is speaking. Sheriff, do we have to leave the ranch? I sure am sorry, miss, but the three days is up. 
And I can't make Pablo wait no longer. The rancho is mine. <laughs> Why should I wait? I wish I could be sure about that. Uh, you do not yet believe it? No, I don't. <laughs> that do not matter. I have the paper wrote by Senor Crawford, your uncle. I have the sheriff here to see that I got what is mine. There is nothing that you can do. I'm afraid he's right, Betty. I'll see that the two of you get back to town all right. And I will be most happy to pay your fares back to where you came from. We wouldn't take anything from you. I'd rather die. <laughs> that is for you to decide. We're all packed. Yes. I'll just get the bag. There's a buckboard out in front, miss. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so very sorry that you come here only to meet with so great disappointment. <laughs> but then, what would you have? I'm ready. I'll take that bag, miss, and then... Sheriff! Huh? I've just seen Dan Crawford riding this way. What's that? No. Well, you couldn't have. Dan's dead. I think I don't know Dan when I see him. He's coming this way with two fellas on big white horses. I do not believe it. If it's really Dan, God, I... Don't I tell you it is. I seen him when he was topping a rise over yonder. What does this mean, Pablo? Do not move. It's you, what you... Dan's alive. You lied to us, Pablo. Something has gone wrong. What's up? You're not catch Pablo Renato. Blast you. Then raise your arms. Good. Now, Miss Molly and Miss Betty, you will walk out of this house ahead of me. What are you doing? You're a cook. Do not hesitate. Otherwise, I shall be forced to shoot. If you haven't got the draw but on me, I... But I have. Now march. Well, we'd better do as he says, Molly. Yes. I'm watching you. One false move will be the last. You can't get away with this, Pablo. I will soon be across the border. And then your law cannot touch me. But the girl. If I am safe, then they will be sent back. If I am followed, <laughs> then who can say? You and Hamas. I and maybe I will not. The horses, they're just over there. Uh, I'm not very good at riding. Hurry. And, and I've never ridden anywhere but side saddle. Shut up, Louise. It's already too late. Don't want that gun at all. I will shoot if it... What is this happening? Oh, that is your own thing. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. You're all through, Pablo. Nothing you can say will help you now. Sarah, get your men. Have them escort this man over the border. Boys, hurry up. Help the mask man. Do what he says. Hey, you're the same mask fellow here the other day. Yes, Sheriff. What's this all about? I can tell you about it, Sheriff. By golly, Dan, it's sure good to see you again. I figured you was dead a long time ago. Dan. And this is Molly and Betty. But where did you come from? Now, hold on. Just give me the chance to tell you. Please. It was the mask fellow that got me out of all this alive. Yeah? He was telling me about it on the way here. He had his engine part tell a couple of Pablo's fellas that I'd got away. They've been holding me prisoner in an old shack back in the hills. Well, I'll be doggone. They fell for the engine story, and one of them rode over to the shack to make sure I was still there. And then what happened? <laughs> That's the best part of it. The breed named Chico held on to the engine, but the bass fella, he trailed the other breed and found where I was. The bass fella thought of that? He sure did. He woke them breeds and set me free. Then he brought me here. And just in time. Oh, Uncle, we're so glad to see you. Oh, just a minute, Dan. I sort of hate to ask it, but what about them cows of Pablo's that's been found on your range? Shucks, it was Pablo brought the mare. Huh? That's a fact. I found that out for myself when he was holding me. They brought him across the border and threw him on my ring just so it looked bad for me. Of all the low-down, sneaking, ornery tricks. Well, it don't matter now. Where's the mask man going to? Hey, you around? Yeah, yes. Him and the engine. Wait! Hey, I want to talk to you! Well, I'll be doggone of all the things to do. Save my life and my ranch, then hightail without even waiting to be thanked. He's riding away, Uncle. But he'll never be able to ride so far that we'll forget what he's done for. 
you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>